on episode 351 of Nintendo Switchcraft, your thoughts on the Pokedex nonsense. Fantasy Star Online coming to the Switch. We've got a really weird controller to look for. ARPGs are back, and we've got some Xbox news. Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Hey, this is Michael Stefano from Bridgewater, Massachusetts, and you're listening to Nintendo Switchcraft. to you live three times a week on tuesdays and thursdays at 3 p.m u.s eastern and on saturday at whatever time i can get to it tune in live over at twitch.tv slash run jump stomp this episode of switchcraft is brought to you by mario b not that mario uh get switchcraft and my other content ad free for as little as a dollar by heading on over to patreon.com slash run jump stomp if you want to leave a voicemail like the one you heard at the beginning of the show, uh, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash voicemail from any device, and I may even play it on the show. With that being said, let's get started with the Nintendo news for the day. Okay, uh, I want to start with um, actually feedback, which is weird. I usually save that for the end, but I, I put out a Twitter poll. And on the Twitter poll, I asked, does it bother you that the full Pokedex isn't in Pokemon Sword and Shield? Reply with your reasons, and I will read them on the show. So, first off, I want to say that the the breakout surprised me. The breakout was 30% said yes, and 70% said no, it doesn't bother them. That is very surprising to me. Because I thought it would be completely the other side. However, the people who are bothered by it, I think that they are right now the vocal minority. And but I've, of course, this is a small sample size, but I, I'm just very, very surprised at this. Now, let, let's see what people said. Um, Crazy Cats Lady, uh, who is actually a friend of mine, uh, she said... When catch them all is your tagline, you should probably be able to catch them all. Um, and, and actually, you know what? I should back up and, and just make sure I tell everybody what exactly the the, the, the issue is. Uh, during Treehouse Live, uh, a representative from the Pokemon company said, because we have all these animations and stuff for each uh, Pokemon that's in the game... We're not going to be bringing the full Pokedex uh, forward into the game uh, for Sword and Shield because it would just take too much work. And after that, a lot of people said, we'll just delay the game then because we still want to have the, pull, the full Pokedex. And I want to say there's not a chance in hell that they're going to delay Pokemon in order to add the full Dex. Now, is it possible that they could patch it later? Maybe. And if if people make a big enough stink, then maybe that'll happen. But let's make sure that if you are going to complain about it to Nintendo, that you're nice. All right? You can, you can catch more flies with, than, with honey than you can with vinegar, as I'm sure somebody has told you before. So just be nice. Uh, anyway, uh, so um, Crazy Cast Lady 
has a fantastic point. She says, when catch them all is in your tagline, you should probably be able to catch them all. That's a very valid uh, point. Now, there are other uh, there there are points on the opposite side. Uh, Atomic Bravd on Twitter says, not being able to fall back on my old favorites will push me to catch and try out the new ones. Now, in the past, what's happened with Pokemon games is you can bring your 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 captured Pokemon forward into the new game, and I'm kind of counterpointing Bravd here. Uh, you can bring your Pokemon forward into the new game, but usually you can't do it at first. Um, they usually will say, uh, you can only do stuff from this region first, and then later on, we will do a patch where you can import your stuff from the Pokemon bank. That's what they've done in the past. And um, basically, they're saying in Pokemon Sword and Shield, it's only going to be Pokemon that are in the Galar region. Um at Darkwing0810 uh, on Twitter says, It bothers me, uh, but just a little. My kids are into the old shows as well as the new, so they would be disappointed if they can't go catch their favorites. That's a good point as well. Um, if if you can't find your favorite Pokemon, that's going to be a little disappointing to you. Um, Lolworthy in chat says, Not every Pokemon is going to exist in every region. Considering the... Mi- Consider the missing entries a quality of life feature so that we don't have to scroll beyond the ones that we won't fill. That's somebody who always looks on the bright side. In reply, Nakashima said there's plenty of people that enjoyed having a completed national dex. I, for one, have every Pokemon from Gens 1 through 7 sitting in the bank that I'd hope to be able to move to the next gen as they've done with 3 onwards. The only reason we wouldn't fill them is because of the lack of a national dex. Uh, I always want to start fresh, so I'm not bothered, says Stephen Brooks. And obviously, I'm not going to read all of them, but, you know, there's a lot of, like, there are a lot of people that were replying to this. Here's how I feel about it. There's a couple of good arguments on both sides. First off, uh, for for balance issues, for the, the battling scene, it makes a lot of sense to restrict it to just the new ones because by restricting it to just the Galar region, you make it a lot easier for the developers to balance the Pokemon and the abilities because they just don't have as much to deal with. Uh, It makes for a better PvP experience. Now, I've never wanted... I I always... hmm, How do I want to phrase this? I don't like the idea of balancing a game around PvP. I'm just I'm I'm playing devil's advocate here. Uh, so personally, I don't like the idea of balancing a game around PvP. Games should be balanced around PVE and PvP separately. Um, but that is one argument that people might use as to why we don't want to have the national decks here in the Galar region. Because it makes balancing easier. I don't think that's the real reason. The real reason they told us. It's because it's a lot of work to update the models for all of the Pokemon. So that they look good in this one. My solution for this. And I think that a lot of the people who want to have. um, A lot of people who want to have 
Pokemon from the other regions in this region. I think that it's because they don't want to feel like the Pokemon that they've caught and transferred to Pokemon Home are trapped there and that they can't use them. And I can completely understand that. That makes total sense to me. You don't want to have this thing that you've collected and then it's put in a vault and now you can't get it out of the vault. It feels like it's taken away from you. And that's not a good feeling. So my solution to this would be go ahead and let us have the national decks, but just in the decks. So my Pokedex would have all of the Pokemon that I have uh, captured or encountered in the other regions. However, I would not be able to summon them into the game unless they are from that region. Uh, like maybe the environment, like you could, you could do this with lore and say the environment is too, um, it, it, it doesn't work for these Pokemon. So they, they can't be summoned here or something like that. But being able to have that list of the Pokemon, the 800 and whatever Pokemon that they have, being able to have that list of the ones that you've captured, I think is very important to people. You know, like nakashima she was specifically saying, look, I have captured, uh, I have a complete dex from the, be- from the beginning of the game, well, from Gen 3 forward. I have a complete dex. And I can understand why now she's going to feel like I don't have a, co- a complete dex anymore. And that seems, that seems bad to me. Do I think that it's worth saying that the game is is garbage as many people have suddenly started to do? Like they're they're trying to pick apart the graphics of it and 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 they're just people are having a field day um complaining about Pokemon right now. And I think that at the end of the day it it's a fun game and I think that we could probably enjoy the the collection aspect and as we go forward to next year when the next pokemon game comes out i bet that different pokemon will be available in the next region so you'll have pokemon that are available in region x but not available in region y and you'll have ones that are available in y but not in x i just hope that nintendo allows us to see our completed dexes in the game um, because otherwise it feels like it's been taken away. Anyway, I, I think that it's cool. Uh, I, I, well, I, I think that the game looks really fun, but I do think that Nintendo has had, or well, not Nintendo, the, uh, Game Freak has had a bit of a misstep here when it comes to the uh, National Pokedex. And if you um, if you have an opinion about it, feel free to let me know on Twitter at RunJumpStomp. Speaking of which, I asked you guys to uh, tweet at me pictures of your Joy-Cons. So I recently... Whoops, I just hit the mic. I recently switched from the red and blue to the neon yellow uh, on my 
on my Switch because my red and blue Joy-Cons were uh, experiencing the Joy-Con drift, which was upsetting to me. And I said that I wasn't super excited about the color, but it was the cheapest one that I could get. They're the cheapest Joy-Cons at the time. So these are the ones that I ordered. Uh, I want to say that the color is growing on me. I am I am really liking, liking how it looks on the Switch. I think they look awful when they're not attached to the Switch, but they look pretty rad on the Switch. So I'm pretty happy with these. Uh, but I, I was walking with my wife yesterday, and uh, we were just going for a walk. We go down to the school and walk around the school. Uh, and we were just walking and I was kind of talking about, cause somebody had tweeted me a picture of their joy cons. And so I looked at my watch cause I get the tweets on my watch and I looked at it and I was like, okay, that that's cool. And she's like, Oh, what, what, um, what are you looking at? And I said, well, somebody tweeted me a picture of their switch to, to show off their joy con color. She asked me why I explained the reason why people were tweeting me, uh, pictures of, of their, their switches and, uh, she had a good idea. She said, well, you know what you could do? You could we, we could do like a little contest for people who send in their their pictures of their Nintendo Switch. Um, so what we're going to do is my wife has an Etsy shop where she makes dock socks. And if you don't know what a dock sock is, it's this little piece of fabric which slides onto the front of your Nintendo Switch dock. And you can, uh, it, it just makes your Switch dock look cooler. And she makes these. This one is the one that you can win. All right. So uh, in honor of the upcoming game Mario Maker, I said, well, we, we can give away one of these. So here it is right there. And if you want to win that, uh, I'm sorry, because of uh, taxes and tariffs and uh, the the cost of sending things overseas. This is going to be U.S. residents only, so I apologize for that. Uh, I have shipped things like this overseas and then had the the person who received it um, have to pay like a big tariff on it, which was ridiculous. Uh, they, they paid it and they were happy, but uh, I'm not responsible for taxes and tariffs. And on a giveaway, I don't want to do that. It, if you order one, we'll ship wherever you want, but uh, the giveaway is for U.S. people only. Uh, sorry about that. But if you want to enter this contest, uh, go ahead and um, just take a picture of your switch and tweet it at me uh, with your, you know, with your choice of Joy-Con colors. And uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to bookmark all or I'm just going to put all of the people who uh, tweet a picture of your switch to me. Uh, use the hashtag Nintendo Switchcraft. Uh, and, uh, make sure you do it at run, jump, stomp. And, uh, I will, I will put everybody in a spreadsheet and out of that spreadsheet, we will get, uh, a winner and I will send them this doc sock that my wife made. Uh, I should probably go full screen this one right here. It's awesome. She's a very talented lady and, uh, it looks really cool. Anyway, if you don't win, uh, that's okay. You can always, uh, check out our Etsy, Etsy shop at uh, etsy.com slash shop slash run jump stomp. Anyway, now that we got that out of the way, uh, let's see, it's about 15 minutes in. Let's talk about uh, an MMO coming to the Nintendo Switch. Um, I played the first one back on, I think it was the Dreamcast, and 
at the Xbox event at E3, um, they announced that uh, Fantasy Star Online 2 would be finally making its way over to the West. Uh, and it was going to be on Xbox. And I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, that that's awesome. I know that that's a very popular game. Uh, it was released back in 2012 uh, as a Japanese-only PC title. And it's on PS4, PS Vita, and on Nintendo Switch um, over in Japan. But it just has never come over here. And at the Xbox event at E3, they said, and we're bringing Fantasy Star Online to over to the U.S. And a lot of people are very, very excited for this. Now, I haven't played the second one. I played the original uh, on the Dreamcast. I think it was on the Dreamcast. And I really liked it, but I don't know much about the sequel. Uh, but the sequel is also going to be coming to the Switch. Now, we don't know when it's coming to the Switch, but Nintendo Wire uh, kind of summed up a uh, a video. Uh, it was an episode of Giant Bomb where they were talking to Phil Spencer. Uh, and, he, and if you want to just go to the show notes and you can get the, the first party information yourself. Uh, but it is going to be released sometime in um, 2020. We don't know when. Um, we don't know if it'll be launched alongside the uh, the the Microsoft version or if it will be released at a later date. But like right now, there's not a lot of um, of MMOs on the Nintendo Switch, and I think that it's one place where the Switch is really really lacking. It doesn't have Fan- Final Fantasy 14. It doesn't have um, my brain just stopped. Oh, Elder Scrolls Online. It doesn't have Fantasy Star unless you're in Japan. And now it's going to have Fantasy Star. And hopefully more uh, MMOs follow suit. Because for me, I love MMOs. Uh, Frankenstein Gaming in chat says he loves Fantasy Star Online too and can't wait for it to come over here. Uh, Red-Eyed Jedi says I love Fantasy Star on the GameCube. Uh, Frankenstein Gaming just gifted a tier one sub to my Twitch channel uh, to Hopple. Thank you very much, Frank. He's he's very generous uh, and always supporting the channel. So thank you, man. All right. Let's talk about another game. Well, actually, let's take a break. We'll talk to our or not talk to our sponsors. We'll we'll hear from a sponsor uh, or two. And then when we come back. We will uh, talk about this really, really weird controller that is coming to the Nintendo Switch. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape... You can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey man, get portable. Get a Game Gear Supersonic Sports Pack. A color portable Game Gear, carrying case, and two hit games. Sonic 2 and the Majors Pro Baseball. Whoa, even save 50 bucks. The Game Gear Supersonic Sports Pack. You know who makes it. Coffee? Tea? Dig up! All right, everybody, we're back, and let's look at this this Hori controller. Uh, H-O-R-I, by the way. It's not the other thing. Uh, it is, Hori is, they always make third-party accessories for pretty much everything, uh, and they are making basically a a pro controller. They've, they've split the pro controller in half and turned it into Joy-Cons to go on the side of your Switch. I... Kind, I mean, this thing looks like an abomination, but I kind of want to try it out because it looks really comfortable. It makes the Switch's screen look like a tiny little pathetic little screen, but it looks really comfortable, and I bet you it f- probably feels pretty good, too. Um, so it, it's got turbo buttons. <laughs> What year is it? Is it 19? I just hit my microphone. Is it 1990 something that we've got a turbo buttons on a controller? That is so weird to me. Um, I will say this. The the one thing about the Joy-Cons that I hate more than anything, and I know a lot of people hate the D-pad. I love the D-pad on the on the Joy-Cons. The, the thing that I hate about the the um about the Nintendo Switch Joy-Cons is the minus button. The minus button is terrible and it's hard to hit. Uh, on the Pro Controller, it's much better because it is an actual round button, not just a weird line. And this Hori controller has the round button for the minus button instead. Uh, I keep hitting the microphone. I'm sorry. Uh, instead of the uh, instead of just the line. So I think that that's that's that alone is an improvement. In fact, I'll say this: if Nintendo ever brings out new i'm sorry excuse me if nintendo ever brings out new joy cons like redesigned joy cons the one thing that i want them to have more than anything else is to replace this ridiculous minus button with a real button like that drives me so crazy and i've been playing um i've been playing um what uh final fantasy 12 a lot and in order to bring up the full map in the game, you have to push that minus button, and it's really awkward to hit. So I would love it if we could get a real button instead of the weird, like, plastic line that is the minus button on the Joy-Cons. Um, Red Eye Jedi in chat is saying that the joysticks on this look weird. You know, honestly, I think it's just because the camera is taking the picture from directly above the joysticks. So they look like the kind of joysticks that are on the um, on the 3DS, where it's just like a slidey joystick pad instead of ha- having an actual stick. And I think that's just the angle, because um, when I bought my... When I bought my Xbox controller... That I that I currently have, all right. If you look at it at exactly the right angle, uh, it just doesn't look right. And when I bought it um, on Amazon's site, actually, maybe I'll bring that up. Uh, when I bought it on Amazon's site, looking at this from uh, from directly above, 
especially because the color was exactly the same it made it like i was worried that the joysticks were going to be weird but they had like uh they showed a different angle so it, it turned out to be fine but um if you look at this picture of the of the the controller that i was just holding up the joysticks look pretty much the same in that in that picture there and for the people who are not listening or, or I'm sorry, who are listening and not watching. Sorry, I know I'm, I'm talking about visual stuff, but I think it's just the angle and it's probably just has a, a regular joystick. I will say this, um, since I brought up the Xbox controller, um, this thing is fantastic. I'm a big fan of this. And I, I think the joysticks are really, really good. They're they're probably my favorite joysticks that are on a controller. I still prefer the 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 feel of the Nintendo Switch Pro controller, but the triggers and the joysticks on the Xbox controller are superior, in my opinion. All right, so that is uh, the Hori controller. Uh, let's take a second and we'll talk about uh, one of my favorite. Actually, you know what? Before we get to one of my favorite games. I want to talk about Xbox and Switch since I've been talking about Xbox and Switch controllers, you know. Uh I want to talk about Xbox and Switch because there's a little there's the there's a weird rumor going around that you know, Microsoft if you watched Microsoft's E3 press briefing, they really were focusing on Game Pass more than xbox over and over they were like game pass game pass game pass and it it, you know it was enough to convince me i picked up game pass for my pc i picked up game pass for my son's pc uh because it's a really good deal and um oh gosh what's his name phil spencer i think it is i want to make i want to make sure uh who i am yeah phil spencer i was right uh so phil spencer was talking to giant bomb and here's the quote that uh that got pulled out here it says i have said over time that i'd like to take game pass everywhere i saw somebody joke that i'd put game pass on a toaster if i could i don't know about that we're focused on the streaming side at least on android just because in some ways it's the hardest for us because it's so diverse in terms of the numbers of devices. So he's basically saying we want to be able to get Game Pass on Android devices, but that's a lot of work because there's just so many different phones out there. Uh, Then he talks about Nintendo. He says, I love the role that Nintendo plays in the industry. I love the fact that Minecraft Dungeons was announced there. And that we have a really good relationship with them. And obviously Banjo in Smash. But that platform is different enough from an Xbox platform that it's not a, it's not trivial for us to just say, oh, all those games would run there. So then you're like, okay, are we going to stream the games there? I love what the Switch is, but the opportunity global the opportunity globally to focus on the Android platform is just such a natural first move for us. And frankly, it will take us quite a while to work through that. So that's the focus for us right now. But I want to have the best console experience because of what it gives you. I want you to be sitting on the couch with and having an amazing experience. It sounds great I have to have access to any game I want to play. And I want to take that while I'm on the go. I think the Switch is a really cool platform for that. It's just that in the near term, it's kind of hard for us to prioritize different than we are today. 
So a lot of people took that and they said, uh, Xbox Game Pass is coming to Switch. And I got to say, that's not what I got from this. What I got from this is him is that Phil said, look, we're not going to rule out that Xbox could come to Switch. At, uh, Xbox Game Pass could come to Switch at some point, you know, via xCloud or something like that. But right now, our priority is on Android devices. And he's got a really good point that there are so many different Android devices out there that it's really hard for them to test their stuff on every single one. And that's going to take a very, very long period of time for them to accomplish that. So I think for those of you who are like, well, Xbox uh, Game Pass is coming to Switch, I think you're going to be waiting a very long time. And by the time something like that comes around, we might be even on to the next console from Nintendo. It's you know, by the by, next next March it will have already been out for three years. I know that uh, Mister, uh, it's not Furukawa. It's the guy who was was before him. Um, who was the C? Who was the president of Nintendo before Furukawa? Is, is um, I can't remember his name. Uh, no, I keep wanting to say Kojima, but that's not it. Um, it's, I know it starts with a K. Anyway. It doesn't matter. I know that the former president of Nintendo, Mr. Kimishima, there we go. Uh, Mr. Kimishima, uh, he said, uh, thank you, Peter 8. Yep, he, he, he's telling me that I'm right. It is Kimishima. Yeah, Mr. Kimishima said that they expect the Switch to have a very, very long lifespan. But, I mean, Xbox is obviously going to prioritize PC, mobile, and Xbox stuff well before the Nintendo Switch. And I think that is going to be... And they wouldn't even be considering it if Xbox and PlayStation swapped places in the industry right now. Uh, Xbox wouldn't be considering it. And they also wouldn't be considering it if the Switch hadn't been selling so well. Um, Just the idea that there's so many Nintendo Switches out there a Nintendo Switch out there, whatever the plural of Switch is, just because there's so many of them out there, that means that they can't ignore it. And the idea that the Xbox and Microsoft finally understand what many in the industry do not is that it doesn't matter if your hardware is the winning hardware. It's that if your software is on um, on all platforms, then you're going to be the ones that are winning. And I think Microsoft understands that now um, where Sony does not understand that. Nintendo does not understand that. And I don't think anybody else in the industry understands that outside of Microsoft and Google. Because they they still, like they have investors and investors are hesitant to move away from the idea of my console has to be like... They're still in this world where first-party exclusives uh, are the thing that is going to make your company win. And now the gaming industry has shifted a lot more towards whoever can get the most people to subscribe to their platform, that's the ones that are going to win. Uh, And and it's just a very different mindset and it's very difficult for uh, companies to change like that. And I'm very impressed that Microsoft has figured that out. Um, Rodney Dangerfield in chat has asked me, why do I think that is? I, I just think it's I think that these other companies 
are just once a company reaches a certain size, it's very, very difficult for it to be nimble and agile and and uh, change direction. Think of a, a giant boat versus a speedboat. A speedboat is really, really small and it's able to turn pretty quickly. Whereas a giant like an aircraft carrier, it takes them miles to make a turn or to come to a full stop. And because of that, big companies are often late to the game when it comes to things. Now, I'm, I'm just very impressed that Microsoft is able to uh, pivot quite so quickly, although maybe it's not nearly as quickly as I say it is because, you know, maybe Microsoft has been doing this turn for a really long time in the background and we just didn't notice it. Um, but only time will tell. And I look forward to finding out uh, what's going to happen in the future with Microsoft and Nintendo. And I would love it if micro or if Microsoft Game Pass just came to everything. Uh, you know, I would love to be able to play it on play play that those games on my iPad. Uh, same thing with Google Stadia. I would love to be able to play Stadia games on my iPad or on my Switch or on whatever screen that I want. Because the people who say that streaming games is not the future of video games are people who I understand that right now the internet infrastructure is not there for many people. But it will be. At some point, the internet infrastructure will be there and you're going to be able to play those games. And the freedom of being able to play on any screen is so much better than having the absolute uh, flawless... I I, I don't know. In in my opinion, I, I just think being able to play anywhere is going to be better for everyone. Uh, It's not here yet. That's why xCloud and Stadia are just starting. Uh, But in the future, I, you know, I don't see us having consoles in our house. Uh, And I'm not saying soon. I'm I'm saying down the road and quite a stretch. I think that uh, Stadia is going to be the first. Xbox will, will be the second to have no console. Uh, Sony will follow and Nintendo, Nintendo, whom I love, I love Nintendo. I think they're a fantastic company that has given me hours of enjoyment. They're going to be the last to the party, not because, um, they can't, uh, but because they just won't. They are a very traditional company. They're very conservative and they like to make changes slowly and not take huge risks. And that's, that's one of the reasons that they've been around since the 1800s. Anyway, I feel like I have gotten distracted and gone down a rabbit hole that maybe doesn't really belong on Nintendo Switchcraft. This might be a, a, a conversation that should happen more on uh, either Run, Jump, Stomp or Stadia Cast. Uh, both shows you should check out. Go to runjumpstomp.com slash shows. Now, let's take a let's 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 take a quick break and we're we're going to hear about Torchlight 2. So that's the new Super Nintendo Entertainment System. What about it? They say it has 16-bit technology, whatever that means. Oh, I see. What else do they say? That it has 3D graphics and digital stereo sound, and that Super Mario World is included. Okay, okay, we'll get it for them. All right, now here's something that I can't wait for somebody to get for me, 
And that is Torchlight 2 is it, we've got an official console announced trailer. I'm so excited for this. If you don't know what Torchlight is, it is basically uh, Diablo. It's a Diablo style game. And it's really, really good. The first one was on PC. The second one was on PC. And it is incredibly fun. And I, I just, I always wanted to be able to play it with a controller. In fact, I kind of forced it to be played with a controller using my Steam controller at some point. And it just never worked out well. The UI wasn't set up right for it. And I know that there are people who play Torchlight with a Steam controller. I could not... I, I just couldn't get it uh, the way that I wanted. But uh, now the game is going to be designed for controller, and I could not be happier that it's coming to Nintendo Switch, PS4, Xbox One. Uh, this It's coming out September 3rd, as if we didn't already have enough stuff in uh, September uh, now we've got more with Torchlight 2. It's such a good game. I don't know if I'll pick it up day one because, again, I already have it on PC and I've already played it a lot. Uh, and there's so many games that are coming to uh, Switch in September that I just don't know when we can fit them all. In fact, let me let me bring up September's list again. Uh, we'll go to the last episode's show notes. So September... Uh, I'm going to include Astral Chain in September because that's August 30th. All right, so we've got Astral Chain, Spyro, Damon X Machina, Nino Kuni, Zelda Link's Awakening, Dragon Quest XI are all September games. And now Torchlight 2 is added in there as well. So, I mean, it's got some competition. I think it'd be much better if this game came out in August. Uh, it'd be better for Torchlight in general if it came out in August. Um, online multiplayer, Mikey B playing is asking. I would assume so because in the trailer, uh, they show um, like the engineer and the, I think maybe the mage, they're playing together. Uh, and it shows that they're in two different locations and like they're wearing headphones and there's like a joke about he's narrating everything. Uh, so I'm assuming that it has online multiplayer. It, it, if you haven't played Torchlight 2, you absolutely want to play it. And having played action RPGs like Diablo on both PC and on console, I can safely say that Torchlight 2 is going to be a better experience on console, in my opinion, because the UI and the controls are just better for it than using your left hand on the keyboard and your right hand on the mouse. It just works really, really well if they adopt controls a control scheme that is similar to Diablo or Path of Exile. I just think it's a better experience on console. That's just me. Uh, let's let's switch over to feedback, and then I want to talk about the show after feedback a little bit and a change that might be coming to Nintendo Switchcraft. Uh, oh, Mikey B. Plan is asking me a great question. Do I, do, which do I think you should buy, Torchlight 2 or Diablo 3? <sighs> I, I, I have no idea. I love Diablo 3. It's one of the best games I've ever played, and I have sunk hundreds of hours into it. I, I don't know which, which game is... <sighs> 
Like, I love Diablo 3. I don't know. I'm going to say Diablo 3. Uh, because just because I've put so many hours into it. And I didn't put nearly as many hours into Torchlight 2. Uh, but it's still a fantastic game. Also, you can turn off the blood in um, Torchlight 2. So it's a much better game for kids, in my opinion. Um, let's see. What did I... Oh, Red Eye Jedi says, I think I'm going to pick up the vouchers for that and Pokemon. Uh, I don't know if the vouchers will work for Torchlight 2. And we also don't know the price of Torchlight 2. Speaking of prices, I got a tweet from Webhead. Uh, and they said, now let me bring this up. They said, question for you and your listeners. So if you have a response to this, please feel free to uh, to reply to Webhead. The link to his tweet is in the show notes. Uh, he says, why does Link Awake- Link's Awakening have to drop at $60 when remakes of Assassin's Creed and The Witcher within, I'm sorry, The Witcher with DLC is $40. Look forward to the opinion if you choose to discuss. All right, Webhead, you're not going to like my answer. Uh, I think it is 100% perfectly reasonable for Link's Awakening remake to be priced at $60. That game is a complete rebuild from the ground up. The only thing that they don't have to to make from scratch is the story. And my guess is that there are things in the story that are going to be different than the original first time through. So I think it is perfectly reasonable for that to be a full-priced game. When you look at something like Assassin's Creed and The Witcher, yes, there there is work that goes into porting those games to the Switch, but they are ports, not remakes. Uh, if you might, you, like, they might call them remasters or something, but really, the work that goes into upgrading textures and fixing bugs that happen when you port is way less work than rebuilding Link's Awakening from the ground up to be a brand new game. Now, if Nintendo had just said, okay, here's Link's Awakening as it was on the Game Boy, just up then I would agree that $60 is too expensive. However, that's not what we're getting. And anybody that says that that's what we're getting is just an up version of Link's Awakening is somebody who doesn't understand how video games are made. This is not simply better textures. This is a completely new game with the same story as the original not only that but they also have completely changed the ui so now you can have the sword and the shield and uh your other stuff all at the same time because on the original game boy version you only had two buttons so you couldn't have your sword and your shield and the jump feather or whatever other option at the same time now you can have all that stuff at the same time on top of that, they also give you the ability to make your own dungeons as like a little mini game and then share those dungeons with your friends. I, I think that the $60 price point for this game is uh, is definitely reasonable. Um, Red Eye Jedi in chat is saying they added Mario themes too. Um, Mario stuff was already in uh, Link's Awakening. Now, I, I should point out that I have not played more than 10 minutes of the original Link's Awakening, mostly because the UI was just really, really bad. And I didn't play it back when I was a kid. Uh, So playing it now, going back to it, it's just, it doesn't, like, it's tough to play. Uh, The text is huge. 
uh the, it covers up the whole screen you only have two buttons it's very frustrating to play that way but back in the day when it first came out i'm sure that it was awesome um but it already had those mario themes in it uh back when it originally came out and it's the only zelda game that did that so uh webhead i i don't think that that uh, Link's Awakening is too expensive. I think $60 is perfectly reasonable. And if if there's anybody out there who disagrees with me, I would love to hear why you don't think that the game is worth $60. And if the game is not worth $60 to you, then you shouldn't buy it. We don't have to buy everything. There's a reason why I talked about at length that I can't buy everything last episode. All right. Uh, so thank you for uh, uh, the feedback, Webhead. I appreciate it. Now, this episode's already 43 minutes. And this is a trend that has been happening a lot more lately, is that the podcast has been getting longer and longer and longer. Um, so what I... I want to keep the episode shorter. So what I think I want to do is start doing episodes more often. Now, that does not mean that I will be live streaming every episode. I will still be live streaming the episodes, live streaming the episodes, not live streaming. I'll, I'll be live streaming the episodes on uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, just like I always do. But I'm also going to be putting out bonus episodes, um, not every day, but whenever there is extra content that I feel like I want to talk about, but I don't want it like it's not going to be a main talking point. I'll put out these small little bonus 10 minute episodes here and there. Sometimes I will sit down in my studio and record them. Sometimes I will record them on my phone like I did with that last uh, with with the previous episode that came out uh, yesterday, uh, which was when I corrected the Wolfenstein uh, the, the Wolfenstein thing. I had that little like 10 minute episode that I dropped yesterday um, that that was recorded on my phone on my lunch break. So I just like picked up my phone and talked to it and, and recorded it and posted it. So um, I, I just there's so much Nintendo news, it, it, but but I don't want to have a, I don't want to say that it's going to happen every day because then it's a daily show and I'm committed to doing a daily show. I don't want to. I don't want to commit to doing a daily show. It already takes up a lot of time. But look at uh, look look for Nintendo Switchcraft core episodes Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Those are going to be shrinking a little bit, getting shorter because I know that there's a lot of people who have given me feedback who have said, "Bill, one of the reasons I love your show so much is because it's short and frequent." Uh, so this episode's already forty six minutes. I need to bring it down and I need to talk less. Um, but that also means that there's things that I can't cover that I want to cover. So that's where those bonus episodes are going to be. Um, you know, you just download them. And if you don't want if 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 you don't want to listen to it, then don't listen to it. I understand. But uh, I just think it would be easier for me to keep the main shows smaller if I have these uh, smaller uh, I, I don't want, I don't know what I'm going to call them even yet. Like my wife and I were kind of brainstorming ideas yesterday for what I could call it. If you have ideas, uh, for what I could call these little extra episodes, these bonus episodes, let me know. Uh, anyway, 
Uh, thank you guys for listening. Let's let's wrap up the show. Oh no, Mario! We've got to do something. I got it. You help us find Donkey Kong, and we'll help you find Herman. Become a part of the community over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. There's like 500 people in there. You guys are awesome. Uh, thanks for joining us. You can also watch the show live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. Get a hold of me on Twitter at runjumpstomp. Use the hashtag Nintendo Switchcraft. If you're looking for ways to support the show, stop by runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. Uh, there you will find a link to my wife's Etsy shop, uh, where if you don't win your Doc Sock... If you don't win your Doc Sock, then you can buy one over there as well. And uh, just a reminder for the way to win the Doc Sock is take a picture of your Nintendo Switch, send it to me on Twitter, use the hashtag Nintendo Switchcraft. I'm at RunJumpStomp there. And uh, I will, uh, I'll give you guys until next Saturday. And on next Saturday, I will put every, every tweet that I get with a picture of a Switch with the hashtag Nintendo Switchcraft uh, in there. Uh, as uh, a possible winner in a spreadsheet, and I'll pick a pick a winner, and uh, then I will contact that winner for how they are going to, uh, you know, get their address and stuff. So, uh, thank you for uh, listening. Uh, if you want to check out more shows like this, go to runjumpstomp.com/shows. The music you're hearing right now is Corneria Star Fox remix by Noteblock. It's awesome. Make sure you check out Noteblock stuff on their site. I'll see you guys next time. Until then, bye bye.